Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jamie Wodetsky, the Chief Product Officer at Catalex, a developer of contract AI applications. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm good, Ari. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. Tell us about your background and your role at Catalex. So my background is quite a long time in the legal tech world. So I, I was once a lawyer. I am, to use the cliche, a recovering lawyer. And I started a, my first legal tech company, which came to be known as Exari. And we were originally a document automation contract drafting tool um, that evolved to do full CLM and then with some acquisitions included sort of data extraction in amongst the other CLM features. I built Xari for almost 20 years actually until we were acquired and the company was acquired by Cooper, which is a spend management procurement platform and I worked there for a bit over two years in strategy and then I joined Cadillac last summer my role is chief product officer, but pretty closely actually with the founders to shape the product direction. And we're just doing pure contract AI analytics. What is contract AI? The quick answer is it's a machine that can read a contract and give you data would be my answer to that. It's a way to take a contract, which is full of words, and map the interesting words to some data model of what they mean and to have a, have a bit of software do it instead of a human. How does contract AI relate to contract lifecycle management? Because there's so much buzz around contract lifecycle management these days that it seems to be the hot, the hot topic. And so contract AI is a piece, if you like, of contract lifecycle management, or at least a, um, a closely related thing. So it, you know, it, it could be a piece of contract lifecycle management, but, but really the, the contract AI function is all about the data. A, a CLM product is trying to manage a contract through a lifecycle. You know, you have people doing contracting work, you know, do new contracts, drafting, negotiating, approving, and then executing those contracts. And then you have people managing them through the, the tail end of their life cycle where they've been executed, someone has to do some work, someone has to pay something, the contract might need to be amended or renewed or terminated or managed in some other way. So the CLM product is really managing the process of, of that, the contracting work that goes on inside a business. And the contract AI piece is strictly looking at the contract documents that are running through those processes and, and turning them into data. They're kind of separate pieces. Some CLMs include that feature, some don't. And in our view, if you don't have that feature, then you don't have very, you know, it's expensive to get quality data inside the system and it really limits what you can get out of the system, the short version. So we, we think of it as a sort of a, a specialized piece of a CLM and a way to feed data to a CLM, but also potentially other systems. What are the most common challenges that legal teams face in organizing their data to optimize their use of a CLM platform? 
There are many challenges. The first one is simply loading a CLM. So if a team is rolling out a CLM for the first time or um, at least trying to create a standardized CLM for the first time, the first thing they have to do is get everything into that product. And if you don't have any quality data, then loading that thing can actually be quite a nightmare. So the most basic thing people typically look for is enough data that they know they've got all their contracts, they know what they're called, they know who the parties are, they know what the dates are, and they can figure out if they're effective still. So just loading a CLM requires you to go through essentially a pile of documentation and make sure you have enough data to connect the right pieces together and organize all those contracts and get them into the system. Do not have the data. It's actually really hard to load and you'll find people scrambling around trying to find ways to get the data. That's probably the first and most common big challenge. There are many others. The second significant challenge would be what we tend to describe as fire drills, sort of legal department fire drills. And and so what happens with a fire drill is something happens, usually something bad happens. The business wants answers to some questions and those answers are going to be buried inside, at least part of the way to answer those questions is buried inside a whole bunch of contracts. And so in that particular case, the legal team is either faced with the prospect of reading everything, which is often either a nightmare or very expensive or impossible, or in trying to get enough data that they can get answers quickly or at least know what things they need to read and you know, have a much more digestible short list of things that they have to go and look at. And so you're really looking in that, in that scenario with a, enough good quality data that instead of having to read thousands and thousands of pages, you can do some analysis that will tell you actually of your 10,000 contracts, these are the 550 documents that seem to be relevant to whatever fire drill you're, you're grappling with. So that to me is probably the, the second big challenge. And then people will prioritize these differently. But the third common challenge that people face is that they have one or more operational systems and those operational systems, they depend upon something contractual to function properly. Again, again, a good example would be a procurement system is tracking a bunch of purchase orders and invoices and making sure that someone is asking for the right amount and being paid the right amount and being given the right price and then following the same payment terms, you know, there's a series of those pieces of data that will be in a, a contract, then need to be enforced, sort of passed on and enforced in a procurement application or a P2P application. So, you know, that's another example where being able to get the operational data out of the contract and into the procurement system is a common use case. What do you see as the tipping point for true AI adoption in the legal community? This is also something that lots of people talk about. People tend to have a history of exaggerating tipping points, I think, or calling them too too early. I'm pretty certain the basic tipping point here will be that it it lives, you know, it lives up to the hype or it, it even lives up to part of the hype. And what does that mean? It means that it works. 
and preferably that it works. So the great frustration with, with AI for many people so far has been the expectations were sort of through the roof and the, it was still early days and people were going to market with products people were expecting magic from but really weren't going to deliver magic. So, you know, you found that these things, you know, they might have demoed well, but in the real world they weren't delivering consistent quality the way people were hoping. And so there's, you know, there's no doubt been much disappointment, you know, what Gardner calls the trough of disappointment. But really, you know, and this is something that got me excited with Cadillacs, which is obviously where I'm working now. Like when you kind of really, really master the data and figure out a way to make the AI work and you see it working with really good results out of the box, that I think is the tipping point because most people just want the data. They don't really care whether it's coming from AI or people or anything. They, what they want is the data. And the appeal of the AI is if it can give you the data quickly and relatively cheaply and you just get to consume it, then that is going to spread in a pretty viral fashion to sort of use the tipping point analogy. So when people start to see things that they, they know that it actually works to a pretty high standard straight out of the box, I think we'll see it. This, this does start to spread very, very uh, rapidly. What skills are necessary now for legal professionals to thrive in a more tech-enabled environment? I've been playing in this world now for well over 20 years. And it's interesting as you, when, you, when you transition from being sort of a regular lawyer into building a software company, you go onto the steep end of a bunch of learning curves. So I've been through that journey and obviously seen and worked with a lot of a lot of lawyers, a lot of recovering lawyers, a lot of transitioning lawyers, you know, who are moving and sort of embraced the more tech-enabled world. There's a few skills that matter. The main one is to be, I guess, adaptable or more diverse in your skill set. Lawyers are sort of particularly good at certain things. A cynical view would be that lawyers are particularly good at looking for problems and looking for risks, mostly because lawyers get blamed if there are problems and risks. But the skill set you need as the world becomes more tech-enabled will be to think more about what you do to help the business world and to sort of try to understand. I think, for example, try to be, be more like a consultant. You know, think about, think about things from different directions, not just from a legal perspective. And also to be familiar with technologies and how they work. Again, lawyers love to work in with lawyers are very used to working with fuzziness. Lawyers would like to sort of not give black and white answers and, and do a lot of hedging and qualifying of, of answers. But in order to build a, a system, in order to build a piece of software, in order to sort of systematize the business of legal services, you're starting to deal with machines. You know, you're starting to build, build with, deal, deal with applications and applications do not do well with fuzziness. So that the lawyer needs to learn to think about what they think about the things that they do and think about the problems that they solve in a way that is black and white, or that think about which things can be stated categorically. And that's the sort of stuff that you can automate and that you can build systems for. And then anything where you'd like to say it depends or it's fuzzy, well, that will be the stuff that's left over for the humans to resolve. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jamie Wodetsky, the Chief Product Officer at Cadillacs, a developer of contract AI applications. Jamie, thanks so very much. 
Thank you, Ari. Great to speak to you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.